I'd like you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31. That is, Deuteronomy, chapter 31, reading first eight verses. Verse 1 unto verse 8. Shall we all send as we honor God by the reading of his word? Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 1. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am a hundred and twenty years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee. And thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. And the Lord shall do unto them as he did unto Shihon and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them, whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sown unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts. As we consider the subject tonight, forward on without fear. Father in heaven, please, dear God, forgive us of our sins and our trespasses, our doubts and our disobedience, where we have failed to launch out into the deep and Move on as you would have us to. Oh God, we pray for those who are stagnant. Churches that are stagnant. Nations have forsaken you. Lord, please forgive them of their sins. May they come to their senses. Trust you. Obey you. And whatever you say unto us, that we shall do it willing and gladly. Father, may your blessings be upon the word. Cleanse my thoughts and my mind and May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, and 
Please take away from my thoughts those things which are not necessary for this message and add to my thoughts those things which are necessary to make this message complete. Save some lost soul these mercies we ask through Jesus Christ, O Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight I want to continue where I left off this morning and there is a question I would like to ask each of you but don't answer. Just answer in your mind, all right? Here is the question. What is that thing or what it is in your life that you fear most? The truth be told, all of us have fears, but we don't want anybody to know what they are. Many people are not saved because they are afraid that they will not be able to make it. You know anybody like that? I've had many people in my lifetime to tell me that they're not ready yet because they don't want to get saved and then backslide. Nice excuse. Others are afraid of what people may say. Many Christians do nothing because they are afraid of something. They are afraid what people might say. And Christians like to talk about me nervous. Many fail because they were afraid to launch out into the deep. When Jesus Christ told his disciples to launch out into the deep, he was not just speaking to his disciples. He was speaking to all of us. Launch out into the deep. The truth is that the thing that you are afraid of most may not even happen. And so you go through your life worrying and fearful about something that may never come to pass. You think that there are a lot of people who are at a standstill in their lives because they are afraid to move on. This was the case of the children of Israel. They were afraid of this and they were afraid of that. And they forgot all that God had done for them and all the miracles that God performed in Egypt, which they knew about. After the Red Sea experience, one would have thought that they would have learned their lesson and that there isn't anything too hard for the Lord. With God, all things are possible. And after many, many years and many, many experiences, there are still people who are afraid of this and they're afraid of that. God knew that all of us would be fearful of something at times, sometime in our lives. And so that is why we have so many admonitions that we should not fear. In scripture, we have many stories of people who are afraid. 
Abraham, for example, God had already promised Abraham, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. Yet Abraham was afraid of this and Abraham was afraid of that. Abraham was a fearful for his life that he went down to, uh, in Pharaoh's place and lied about his wife and said, oh no, she's not my wife, she's my sister. Man was willing to sacrifice his wife because he was afraid. I was afraid that uh, nobody here fear God and that you all will kill me for my wife. Shame on Abraham. Jacob was afraid of his brother so he ran away from home and missed his home for many years. Moses was afraid of Pharaoh. So he went to the backside of the desert and was there for 40 years. Moses sat down on his hand. Doing nothing. Because he was afraid of Pharaoh. The children of Israel were afraid to move on because they said there were giants in the land. And we saw the land, but it's a good land. But the giants are so big, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. How did they know? Did they speak with the giants? And the giants told them that you all look like grasshoppers. No. They say, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. How did they know that? Maybe the giants themselves were afraid of them because they would have heard that all that God had done for them. And as a result, they could not enter the promised land. Moses himself did not enter the promised land. Well, his was because of disobedience. Aaron, the same thing. Aaron could not enter the promised land because of their disobedience. And it really pains me really when I think of the fact that God told them, listen, y'all are not going to enter the promised land. Time came when God said, it's time for Aaron to go because of his disobedience. Take him up in the mountain and strip him of his clothes. How does that affect you? And the Lord took Aaron, took him out. Then shortly after this, well, Moses himself said it here in this chapter. I'm not going up there with you, but if you read on and you're in your Bible reading, um, God tell Moses, okay, Moses, it's time to go. Go up in the mountain and take you home. I'll let you see the promised land. He said, look at the promised land. And I think, you know, that's what um, Dr. Martin Luther King was saying when he said, um, I've been to the top of the mountain and I've seen the promised land and I may not get there with you, but you're going to be there. You're going to get there. God is going to see you through. So God showed him the promised land and said, Moses, because of your disobedience, you will not enter. God took him back down in the valley and buried him and up until this day, nobody knows or found out where God buried Abraham. Moses, because Moses' disobedience, Moses did not enter the promised land. 
like Moses. A lot of people are not going to enter the promised land. are not going to heaven because of their disobedience. Disobeying God. I'm fearful of this and I'm fearful of that. There's a land that is fewer than gold, we are told. People prefer this land here, the barren land. They don't care about heaven. They fail to achieve our desired goals because we are fearful. We want to launch out into the deep. While it is true that no one is totally free from fear. All of us have certain fears. We need to begin to fear a little less. And don't be afraid of everything. Whenever we become fearful for whatever reason, at such time, we need to trust in the Lord. Psalm 56, 3 and 4. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. There are natural fears. And when we are fearful, all the Lord is asking that we trust him. I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise for his word. I will praise him for his word. In God, I will put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Truth be told, God knew that Joshua was a little bit afraid, really, because Joshua was going to take on this task of leading the people into the promised land. And and I could imagine that Joshua was uh, fearful, and that is why God sent Moses and told Moses to tell him, don't worry, I'm going to be there. It has to be that. You know, Joshua probably had butterflies. Me? Leading these people here? All that he had seen, what these people had done to Moses and how they at times said that they want to go back into Egypt. Go back into Egypt. Here God gave them three square meals a day. Fresh from heaven. And they complain. They're tired. Freshly baked bread. Manna from heaven. And they refuse it. They want leeks and onion and garlic and all kind of different things. God said, all right, go ahead. Then they get it and get between their teeth and then they had to go to the dentist to get it out. Um, dental uh, floss could not even get it out. Pardon me? <laughs> all right. But, you know, Benzing, be satisfied with what God given to you. You know, people are going after a lot of strange things these days. Things that God never intended. And what is particularly troubling is that 
religious groups go along with these crazy ideas. I will not get into that. That's not part of our message tonight. But very simple. As God told Moses to tell Joshua. Notice it was repeated. It was repeated. Verses, um, if you look at the verses here, in, in, in uh, verse 6, and then it was repeated in verse 8. It is important to note that it's repeated here. And it means that, Joshua, you could bank on it. Be strong and have a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth so with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Look at verse 8. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. The same God that went before them will go before us. He will be with thee. The same God will be with us. No matter what man may do. He will not fail thee. And he will not fail. Neither forsake thee. Fear not. Neither be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Now the way is not going to be smooth. It's going to get rough at times. But don't you worry. And so very simple. Very quickly, for those of you who are writing, here are the three things that I wanted to put down. And it's right there in your verse. You have the outline. We don't have to go anywhere. Go forward and don't fear. Face each day with confidence that God will see you through. Number one, God will go with you. It is also found in Joshua 1 and verse 5. Isaiah 43, 2 and 5. God has promised, I will go with you. However, for God to go with you, you have to go with God. If you fail to follow God and you go your own way, don't think that God is going to follow you. He's not going to. We must follow the Lord. That's what Jesus Christ told the, the, the rich young ruler. Follow me. And he went away sorrowful because he had too much money. Trusted. His money. Number two. I will not fail you. This is also found in Joshua 1 and verse 5. He will not disappoint you. Do not disappoint him. Brethren, in the last two years, many businesses have failed. No fault of their own. The circumstances of life cause them to fail. But there are times when people fail because of their own recklessness, carelessness. Most of you are too young to remember what happened back in 2008. One of the largest Mortgage companies failed because of the recklessness 
of the leaders. And I was asking my wife, whatever happened to that story? Whatever happened to those men? Some of you would remember Freddie May and Freddie Mac, or some, you know, Freddie May and Freddie Mac. <laughs> Boy, anybody remember that story, 2008? Freddie May and Freddie Mac? I don't remember the name of the CEO and the managers, but I think it was some 14,000 employees. And Freddie May and Freddie Mac, because, uh, you know, I don't remember which state they had the headquarters in, but they had businesses all over the place. And the CEO taking huge um, salary increases and royalties and all kind of thing. And what, what, what happened? Within a few weeks, company failed. Largest, one of the largest uh, mortgage companies in the world. Only to find that these men had offshore banks all over the place. Stock away money in. Company of some 14,000 employees in trouble. That was failure due to recklessness. And so, brethren, if we are reckless, we are going to fail. Don't blame God. We got to be careful. Watch all you know, spending and don't go over our heads. God is not going to fail us. God is going to provide for us. Right, John? Through these two hard, tough years, God has been with us. Amen? Not just individually and collectively as a church, but our island and our federation, and we give God thanks. Because many large nations have not done very well. But we just have to keep trusting God. I will not fail you. If you fail, it's because of your own doing. And then number three, finally. I will not forsake you. Psalm 27 and verse 10. Isaiah 41 and verse 17. He will not abandon you. Please don't abandon God. I think so many of my friends and many of my colleagues abandon God and turn their backs on him. How can they do that? How can anyone forsake the Lord God? God will not forsake you. He has promised he will be there. I believe. While I believe that the best is yet to come. I believe that there are going to be some tough days this year. But brethren, I encourage you to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. It's in Psalm 27 and verse 10 it says. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Amen? Amen? When our friends and loved ones fail us, God will be there for us. We can be confident that God is going to see us through in spite of the struggles. Boy, this year has started off very, very rocky, extremely rocky. 
But we just have to keep trusting God. It is in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 17 it says, When the poor and the needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I the Lord will hear them. I the God of Israel will not forsake them. Went on to say that in verse 18, I will open rivers and, and high places and fountains in the midst of the valley. I will make the wilderness a pool of water, the dry land, spring of waters. God has promised that He will provide for His people. Have, hasn't God been good over these two years? God has blessed us and seen us through many challenges. I therefore invite you and encourage you to rise up. God wants to take away your fears. Be there for the children. Stand strong. I would like to open the heads and see what's going on inside there. But I believe that many of the children are fearful and parents be there to encourage them. Because these are challenging times. And their little minds, no doubt wondering what is happening, let them know that God is going to see them through and they need not fear. No matter what happens, God knows what is going on and he will make a way where there is none. See how a whole generation has departed from the church gone their own way. And as a result, there is a void. Check the average church. See how many people you see there between the ages of 18 and 35 or 18 and 40. An entire generation we have lost! Then many people are going to say, when they hear about these guys shooting each other and thinking, the church, the church has failed them. Listen, true, the church may have failed them simply because their parents failed them and their parents failed the church. So when people point finger, better be careful. If the parents take those children to church, Bring them up in the admonition not of the Lord. They perhaps would not have departed from the Lord. Especially all males. How many males do we have here tonight between the ages of 18 and 35? Where are they? Where have all of them gone? Nobody seems to be concerned. But encourage your little ones. Could imagine when they look around and ask. We have all the young men gone. Years ago when they had that song. Some of you don't even know it. We have all the young men gone. This is a question that we can ask. What has gone wrong? Will we ever. Will we ever. 
get them to turn unto the Lord. Brethren, there needs to be a revival. See if we can get these children, young people, back in the church. Those of you who are here and you're between ages of 18 and 35, I encourage you to forward on. Continue with the Lord. Go on without fear and don't worry about what may or may not happen. You keep your eyes on the Lord. God will not forsake you. Don't forsake him. God will not leave you alone. He'll be there with you. Trust him. He will guide you through his dark and dismal days. Back in our days, there were dark times and difficult times of a different sort. But not like what we are seeing. Back then, it's just that we had to get along with little. And we had to make something out of nothing. Imagine. We didn't have any garbage. This is a garbage generation, a generation that's full with garbage. Brethren, every sardine can we made something out of it. Every butter, this glow spread, there was a guardianium glow spread. Every glow spread can became a cup. You put a handle on it. Milo can. You name it. You cut off the edge and man, listen. Garbage truck would be coming around and say, well, you come here. We don't got no garbage. We recycled everything. Every bag that sugar came in, we made something out of it. Don't talk about flower bag. When the fellow see me in my flower bag shop, they say, boy, I don't take advantage of the flower. Are you eat the flower and are you weary bag? Know what we got here? Throw away generation. Throw everything. Throw everything. Plastic bottle. <laughs> Listen. Wait, seriously. Just think about it. But we knew how to Make something out of nothing. God help us. Parents, help your children. Teach them contentment. Little is much. God is in it. But this is a generation that gimme, 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 gimme. Gimme, 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 gimme. And they never have enough. Never satisfy anything. Godliness with contentment is great gain. If you are not a born again believer in Christ, trust him. If you are a believer in Christ, follow him and stay close to him. Forward on. And don't fear what man can do unto you.